I'm just wondering for you in this progression of, of kind of seeing it from the very beginning before you took some time off and, and now coming to the end, um, just some overall thoughts about the, the Masterpiece series and, and how you've personally connected with it. Paul's Paul's drawing out of this is not like a description of the things that are a part of it. It's he's, he's saying, hey, here are the things that you need to be practicing, practice these type of things. But it's doing them just in our daily lives, like just as we go through life. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're waiting on these certain moments to happen when then we need to be completely humble or completely patient yeah. or, or, or seek unity in the spirit. He's like, no, you do these things just as you live and breathe throughout yeah. all of your day. And, and that, that to me has been, has been really actually the biggest challenge and the biggest reminder in my own life. Well, good morning, Caleb. It's great to have you on the Church's Messy podcast this morning. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you so much. Rick's enjoying a week away at family camp this week, yep. and uh, so we got to enjoy your preaching this past weekend, and yeah. I'm glad that you can join us here on the podcast to talk a little bit more about it. Absolutely. Well, and it comes after comes after some extended time for me to be off, so uh, it was uh, w- there was a little bit of a worry of, am I going to have too much energy and too much to say, and how am I going to be able to get it all out? <laughs> you are coming back full of... Uh, enthusiasm and you look a little uh, more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed these days which is great to see (laughs) but it's good to have you back you actually were kind of almost like bookending this masterpiece series Mm. you were the person who preached second in the series back in june and now here we are at the second to last message in this series Um, i'm just wondering for you in this progression of of kind of seeing it from the very beginning before you took some time off and and now coming to the end um just some overall thoughts about the the masterpiece series and and how you've personally connected with it yeah absolutely so i um, uh, w- one of the things for me has been the, 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 the learning point and the reminder that, that we, uh, all, all of these pieces of what it looks like to be God's masterpiece. Um, Paul's, Paul's drawing out of this is not like a description of the things that are a part of it. It's he's, he's saying, Hey, here are the things that you need to be practicing, practice these type of things, but it's doing them just in our daily lives. Like just as we go through life, mm-hmm. it's not like we're waiting on these certain moments to happen when then we need to be completely humble or completely patient yeah. or, or, or seek unity in the spirit. He's like, no, you do these things just as you live and breathe throughout yeah. all of your day. And, and that, that to me has been, has been really actually the biggest challenge and the biggest reminder in my own life is, is, is that it's not, I'm not waiting around for some special moment where these things are supposed to come out. Mm. This is a part of the walk of the walk with Jesus and, yeah. and what it looks like if we, if we are his masterpiece, these are the things that we should be practicing on a daily basis wherever we are. Yeah. Yeah, I resonate with that, too. It's not like the idea that God has prepared good works for us to do is that today we wake up and say, oh, what should I do today? I guess I'll do the work of patience. <laughs> yeah, right. But rather, it's just a way of being. It's, yeah. a, it's a filter that we're seeing the world through. And, and I, I think I've enjoyed having visited these two verses of, of the, um, for we are God's handiwork verse, and then also mm. the, the second verse that we've been using to flesh out the series with you know, being completely humble mm-hmm. and gentle and being patient and bearing with one another in love. And, and all of those have become kind of this constant drumbeat for me this summer. Yeah. And using that as the filter through which I'm seeing all of my interactions. And, yeah. Um, 
it's it's healthy. It's it's also been a little convicting. <laughs> uh, well, in, in in that the reality for 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 those for those of you out there who who aspire to preach, uh, we absolutely need more great preachers in the church. Uh, but but just know when you step into it, you learn as you as you preach. Yeah. You're you're. The, the challenges and the and the convictions and the teachings, um, they not only uh, not only get get more focused as we go through preaching uh, and preparing to preach, but it it happens while we're preaching. Like mm-hmm. even and I'm not trying to make it go immediately to our topic for for this past That's weekend of unity, but mm-hmm. it's like yeah, I, I'm still I'm still today thinking about the things some of the some of the things that I still had questions about in what what is unity of the spirit and how do we pursue that mm-hmm. i'm still thinking about those things and being convicted about those things and trying to trying to meditate on them and understand them in a better way so mm-hmm. it's 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 never a one stop shop thing um, this is an ongoing process absolutely yeah yeah no i got to preach on patience i'm done with it now so. <laughs> no. Far from it. No, I feel I like I started I'm with only... humility. It was yeah. one of the greatest messages I've ever given. <laughs> Nicely played. <laughs> well, you did. You preached on unity this past <clears throat> weekend. So, so say a little bit more about that. Did you feel like God had to do a work in your own heart about how you approached the topic of unity? Was it unity? Maybe other than some of the other character traits that we've considered this summer, maybe isn't something that people have thought as consciously about. Mm. As far mm. you know, compared to like being humble or gentle, yeah, sure, yeah, and 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 I do think that there that there is there there is some innate confusion because I even I even have this struggle myself, and I mentioned this I mentioned this during the sermon is that is that with unity sometimes we think that when we're in a discussion with somebody, unity is actually us coming to an agreement, mm. and if we don't come to agreement, then we are not in unity and we're not pursuing unity. Mm. And, and, and I've, I've, I'm really still, I'm really still wrestling with the idea of what, what does it look like for us to pursue unity in the spirit while still sitting on opposite sides of a topic or an issue Mm -hmm. and, and being okay with that. It's more of like being okay in the dissonance and remembering that the mission has never changed and we're still going to be, we're still going to be pursuing mission together. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I'm. I mean, all of the reflections on on the life of Barnabas and Paul and their relationship, and okay, they we never again we never see anything later on in Scripture where all of a sudden they take a another journey together. They they make up and they're like, hey, let's go let's go do a last journey together. Like nothing of that happens. We never see any word of Barnabas going and visiting Paul while mm-hmm. he's in prison. But Paul asks for the guy who deserted them asks for Mark to come and minister to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't studied this, but I almost wonder, did, did it have, did you run across anything in commentaries or anything? Did maybe Barnabas died after? Oh they yeah. Split? You know what? I don't even Just know. The absence That's, of his it could be, again. could be that, that, that would be a part of it. I actually didn't, didn't go that far. So that'd be mm-hmm. interesting to, to yeah. kind of dive into, but, uh, um, but that, but yeah, I mean, even in their disagreement, they could, they could still be pursuing, making disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I do want to talk a little yeah. bit more about Paul and Barnabas, but even just back up a, sure. a layer here. Um, I, I was amused and impressed and delighted when I heard that your plan for talking about unity was to point to probably the most famous disagreement <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> in all of scripture. What uh, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit. What was your thought process in speaking about unity by showing an example of what feels rather uncomfortable, like the guy who's calling us to unity is right. the guy who couldn't get along with his his ministry partner. Yeah, well, and which is kind of why I wanted to do it. Cause it, it I I think sometimes we'll gloss over scripture and we'll it, 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 we'll gloss over parts of scripture that we that we that we are like okay so it would be easy for me to go Barnabas and Paul they had this disagreement you know what I'm not going to use that one because that's too difficult to talk about in mm. the space of talking about unity so let's just not do that but I'm maybe it's it's just the hard nosedness of Caleb Smith where I'm like I'm just going to lean into this and we're going to use this as the example so f- for me it is the reality actually of of what is it that we learn from the person who's writing the letter, who's telling us to pursue unity? What do we learn about unity from the disagreement that he had? Mm. Um, and 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 even being able to sit in the reality of of that disagreements are okay. Yeah. When they sit in in spaces that are not about abandoning the faith, right? When they sit in spaces that are, that are not about, uh, uh, do we still, are we, do we still agree on whether Jesus died and rose from the dead? Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think, I think there's a, I think there's a lot to learn from that example of what the pursuit of continued unity in Jesus looked like. Um, and, and I think that Paul's own words kind of spell that out when he's in, in chapter four, verse three, and then in verse 13, he's saying, in the in, in unity in the spirit, keeping the unity in the faith, um, and he doesn't try to get into. I, I think it is kind of fascinating that it does, he doesn't go into specifics about what those things are, because I, I think he's keeping it in that in that uh, overarching space of it's our belief in Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit working in us, even when we are on opposite sides of something. That's what it means for us to still be in unity. But let's not let that break us apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I appreciated that you did go there because I think that is helpful sometimes to see um, from Scripture as the best we can as a real life example of real humans. Yeah. You know, remembering that Paul and Barnabas weren't Jesus. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, a lot of times yeah. it's we can point to Jesus as the person who modeled these things for us perfectly mm-hmm. and that we can copy his example without any reservation, knowing that whatever he did was a sinless way of going about it. Right. That's not the case for poor Paul and Barnabas, who, right. you know, Paul is, <laughs> is an admirable character, but he's still mm-hmm. fully human. He's fully human. <laughs> so, you know, it's not necessarily that he was doing everything perfectly. Uh, and yet, you know, clearly was a very godly and wise person. Right. And so we can derive some principles from what we see yeah, happening there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I do think sometimes it's been easy to kind of toss Barnabas aside at, at these moments and to be like, well, mm-hmm. since Paul since Paul's letters, since they stayed in scripture, then he must have been right mm-hmm. in this in, in in this disagreement. God God must have been like, yep, yeah, Paul's got it together. Barnabas doesn't. And that's why we hear about we hear from Paul for the rest of the rest of the New Testament. But those two things don't don't equal the same thing either, and yeah. and so um, it, it 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 is the really the wisdom of both of them as they both were seeking the Lord and realizing how they felt like they were supposed to step forward even yeah. in the disagreement. But neither of them stopped being disciples of Jesus or stopped being witnesses for the church. 
Boy, Barnabas is a character I'm looking forward to meeting in heaven. Anyone who's, I mean, he's just this this guy named Joseph, right? Right. And and he must have had such incredible character that like we got to rename you. You're such a good encourager. <laughs> yeah, that's you need right. a nickname that everyone who meets you is going to know what a great uh-huh. encourager exactly. you are. What a fantastic thing to say about someone. Yeah. And uh, and what a tremendous example he gave for someone who's willing to take, who is essentially a terrorist to the Christians. Absolutely. And believe the work of God in his life to totally mm-hmm. radically change Paul's life yeah. from terrorist yes. to actually someone who could serve the role of a, an apostle. Yeah. And and believed that about him and encouraged him yeah. and mentored him and worked with him. Just well, and even, an I mean, character. when we read through those stories in Acts, like it's so easy to gloss over that moment of, the only person who stood up for Paul in front of the disciples in Jerusalem after Paul had come back from Damascus, the only person was Barnabas. Mm-hmm. You know, it, C- C.S. Lewis has a, has a line in one of the one of the books of the Chronicles of Narnia where he he goes into playing that he talks about the what if game. Aslan and, and Lucy mm. are talking about well, what if they don't and what if they don't and um, and he he literally just tosses the what if aside. He goes, that's we're not going to worry about the what ifs. Mm. We're just going to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's still that human side of the what ifs, and I'm like, if it wasn't for Barnabas. Would we ever have all of these oh. <laughs> letters of Paul, like yeah. all of that, right? But he had he had such an integral part in seeing that goes to the point of him being called Barnabas. He was the encourager. He was yeah. like, no, this is what I see in this guy. I mean, yeah. it's nice to have a nickname based off of something you do right, because I've got <laughs> lots of nicknames from my past, but they're all based off things I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> Okay, but I think there's some really great encouragement for us to find here from just thinking about, apparently, from what we know of Barnabas, what an incredible character he had. And yet that didn't stop him from being party to mm. this sharp disagreement mm. And, mm. and the struggle mm. to to be able to maintain uh, being on the same path with Paul. And yeah. that, you know, he too, it wasn't just a Paul thing. It was the two of them. Neither of them could come to agreement yeah. on what to do in this case. And, you know, it reminds me back to that principle of, of Jesus, obviously perfect in everything he did. And yet he was still betrayed mm. by the people closest to him and mm. let down by him. So I think, you know, when we find ourselves in situations, uh, particularly with people that we're close to, Mm. and we can't come to agreement, Mm. and unity feels threatened in that, Mm. it's not necessarily because of character flaws. No, right. You know, it can happen to to the highest characters. Right, right. Uh, It's just reality. Yeah, because I'm sure that there are many who... who, well, many, there are some probably who heard who heard us kind of walk through this this story this past weekend and and were probably like, what's Paul's problem? Like Barnabas is just trying to be a good dude mm. and <laughs> and give this guy another chance and say, mm-hmm. no, let's he's it, there's there's still something in in Mark. Let's let's allow him to try this again. Uh, there's probably some of us who would who would be like, yeah, like Paul back off, like quit mm. being so hard nosed about this. Right. So um how do we say who was, who, where the right and the wrong was, but mm-hmm. that when we have those moments, um, how is it that we continue to think about the person that we had the sharp disagreement with? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually now I'm super interested. I didn't, this is, this is a behind the scenes thing. I didn't do the study of, to find out exactly what does sharp disagreement mean in the <laughs> original, <laughs> in the original Greek. Now I'm going to go back and look at that once we stop recording, there but you go. <laughs> uh, um, whatever that, whatever that sharp disagreement is. I mean, there, there's people 
There's absolutely people in my life, I can think of them right now, where we have had a sharp disagreement. And we, we basically had to agree that because of what this disagreement is over, it's probably best for us to not, to not, to not talk to each other. Mm-hmm. It's probably best for us to just have a split right now. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, what I know on my end and what I hope on their end is they still come to mind and I still pray for them. I pray for their health. I pray for the things that God is doing in their lives. Yeah. I pray for the things that I can learn that I need to learn or be convicted about within whatever, what, what our disagreement is about. Um, but ultimately knowing, I hope that I'm, that I'm on the other side of this physical life and I'm in heaven worshiping with them <laughs> on that day. Uh, yeah. And I hope that that will, will be the case, even though we have parted ways at this time. Yeah. Let's go a little practical on that. You're kind of sure. taking us down a road that's 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 getting a little bit more in the the nitty gritty of reality for us to, from day to day. And I was struck. Um, I don't remember if it was the the second or third time through that I got to listen <laughs> to your message. Well, and as is true for me, this is so we've we've talked about this before. As is true for me, uh, each message is just has slight. It's, they're all slightly different <laughs> you say from each other. In a little different way. Yeah. yeah anyway, which yeah. is quite enjoyable. Um, you started off talking about what unity is not, and, and you gave credit to J.D. Mm. Greer for yeah. a list that you came across in his, and um, and yet I know that, happened to know, you kind of tweaked things along yeah. the way in the process of that and the way you say things a little bit differently. <clears throat> but you talked about four things that unity isn't, yeah. and uh, those four things, just to, to recap, that mm-hmm. unity isn't everything being the same. Mm-hmm. It's not that we have to accept everyone's truth. Mm-hmm. It's not that we have to abandon our faith in mm-hmm. pursuit of, of unity and something else. And it's it doesn't mean that we ignore hard conversations. Yeah. Um, but it struck me, as I was hearing you talk about that a couple times in, mm-hmm. that uh, that not only are those helpful um ideas for identifying what unity isn't, they're also helpful guardrails for when we do feel like we're in a sharp disagreement Mm. with someone about how do we go forward Mm. in unity, you Mm. know, so that like if, let's say you and I are in a meeting together and we're in a sharp disagreement about how we should proceed for something here at church, you know, being able to use these things like, okay, let's not ignore the hard conversation. Let's Mm. just press forward in this. And, uh, you know, this is a time when we don't want to abandon any principles of the faith. So is, is what we're disagreeing about something that's, that's actually significant Mm -hmm. to the orthodoxy Mm -hmm. of faith or if it's not if it's not and assuming it's not Mm -hmm. i wouldn't expect that to be the case between us but uh but uh that puts that would be a different conversation if it were about abandoning the faith (laughs) it would be be. (laughs) but anyway back to the point yeah that that gives it a a perspective of okay there's a little more leeway here for disagreement maybe we can we can have the confidence to keep pushing forward through that um, but it also, you know, the it's not about accepting mm-hmm. everyone's truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that if you see something differently from someone else that that's necessarily a wrong thing. But it also doesn't mean that that both truths are are equally. You know, it just yeah. so these things. As yep. I was listening to that, I thought these also actually give some really good handholds mm. for what to do when you're in the middle of a disagreement. Mm. Uh, mm. I don't know if I just saw that on my own or if if that was something you were intending to communicate. Uh, no, you know, I hadn't, I I hadn't even in my, in my preparation and and through the weekend, I I hadn't even thought of, of, of kind of that turn of it, but, but it absolutely serves in that way. Um, and, and I think keeping it's, it it is, it's keeping those as, as, 
has those reminders, man, if, if, if we could all just kind of have that short list in our heads whenever we are in those disagreements and just mm-hmm. really, maybe it is. Now I'm, I'm kind of seeing it as it's, it is a helpful diagnosis tool yeah. of, of, okay, what is this conversation that I'm in with this person where I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the dissonance? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we actually are, are not, are we, are we seeking unity or are we not seeking unity, but I'm, I'm feeling the dissonance. It, this is maybe it, it can be a help, helpful diagnosis tool for that. Um, Cause you can't, you can't, you can't both have your own strong opinions and think that both of you are right and you both actually be right. Like that's a pretty difficult thing to come across mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in anything. It's um, um, and so, yeah, I, I, how do you pursue, pursue in those moments? Cause even, even to the last one of everything, unity is not defined by everything being the same and kind of the, there's the last caveat phrase on that really. That's everything being the same all the time. Like mm-hmm. none of those things in and of themselves are the definition of unity. Mm-hmm. but there's an element of each of them that can be helpful when you're in those, those conversations yeah. that can be hard. And that shouldn't even be the goal. You know, I'm just thinking of like the beauty of so many wonderful churches that we have in Rochester yeah. is that we're not all the same, right. that we do each kind of focus in on what are the gifts that we have in this congregation? What are the, what's the mission that we feel like God is calling us as a congregation to pursue? And that's not the same as other churches, but we can all be united in pointing people to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Well, and I, I'm, I'm just now, this is, I feel like this is also relating and, and, and easily, easily any of this, you know, this is a great part about the podcast is we can talk about the things that hit the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's, there's elements of things that, that, that I didn't say, or that didn't come in of, of what does it look like to worship with believers who are from a completely different culture and context mm. than we are here. So even yesterday, you and Otis and I were at lunch and I asked, uh, Otis was telling us he has, uh, um, left for, for Ghana and he's, mm-hmm. he's out and, uh, and teaching I'm hermeneutics. Still in the air at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's teaching hermeneutics. He's teaching, he's teaching pastors in Africa about how to approach scripture and how to study scripture in order to be able to preach the word well. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, so does, does the approach to how we teach hermeneutics, does that, is that different? Do you approach it differently in how you teach it when you're there in Ghana versus how you would do it if you're here in the United States? Mm-hmm. But I thought your answer was actually the thing that <laughs> that kind of helped me in that. I don't know if you remember that, if you wanted to go to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, Otis was saying, no, the principles are still the same. You're still looking for the bedrock yeah. truths of Scripture and interpreting it according to what Scripture is intending to convey. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was struck that different cultures are definitely going to resonate with mm. different aspects of, of Scripture. And so an African culture that is more community-based as compared to something like our American culture that's very individual based, Mm. um, they're going to resonate and identify with the ideas of the impact of the community Mm. in faith in ways that we might not see. It might just not even occur to to us as we're engaging in in interpreting scripture here. And so there is a beauty in different cultures um, all contributing to the way that they can identify different facets of scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And so so if I take this to kind of the extreme, a made-up hypothetical extreme example, it's so a dis a, a, a moment that could seem like it is in it is in disunity could be if I were on one side of a topic and there were a, a pastor from Ghana 
on the other side. And I was seeing a scripture in talking about a certain thing in a certain way. Mm. And he was seeing the application in a different way Mm -hmm. because of where we have come from. And for whatever reason, we just cannot get to the point of seeing eye to eye on it. And we may have a disagreement, a sharp disagreement in that, but that doesn't negate our unity in the spirit and our unity in the faith. Yeah. And so it, yeah, it can be, it can be a helpful tool, I think, to, to even in those, in that process. Well, I'm starting to, to risk falling off into nerd land here, but, <laughs> but there is, I think there's a beautiful theme throughout scripture where God uses the diverse yeah. to bring together the picture of the whole. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, there's this is one of my, my little nerdy things, but in the beginning when God created, he created all of these individual things, and the, the phrase that's used over and over again is that everything is created according to its kind. Mm. So, you know, the trees had fruit according to its kind. There were plants according to its kind, animals mm. according to its kind. Mm. But the picture that we see presented in Revelation at the end, mm. when Jesus returns and everything is the way that God intended it to be, when sin isn't messing everything up is is this diversity there's trees with multiple kinds of fruit 12 kinds of fruit mm. on one tree like all of these things are brought together you know even the picture of like god created male and female yeah. to be in his image yeah. and we're not the same right yeah <laughs> we're definitely not the same no. but together we represent the image of god and it's not that we're trying to be the same but we get to both image god in the way that he created us to do that uniquely and Absolutely. individually and you know in the different cultures that that we have when we know that in the end every language every tribe every tongue every nation will be worshiping god together absolutely and it's not that we're suddenly all the same right but, yeah uh, but that we're all united and yeah. i've i've so i've uh, uh, kind of piggybacking on that I, i've i've just done some some of my own study on and and utilizing a great resource tool called the bible project mm-hmm. um and they they've got a, a, an entire study series on on what a king being a kingdom of priests what does it mean that we we are as believers in Jesus, the kingdom of priests. And when the Holy Spirit, when we believe Holy Spirit makes each of us individually a temple, but then we also are being knit together and built up together in community as one temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they really dive into some of that individual, uh, the individual side, but then this community side that is wholly diverse. Um, and I think about that even within even within all of these towns and these places that Paul and on one of these journeys, it was Paul and Barnabas. And then on another one, it was Paul and Silas. But mm. even on these journeys, they're going to each of these towns. In the Roman Empire, they they actually, when the Romans would conquer, they wouldn't demand that everybody do everything exactly the Roman way. They would rule in a Roman way, but they would allow for these communities to kind of keep doing their thing in the way they wanted to do it. And obviously, a great example of that is simply the Jewish community that Jesus grew up in and lived in, and they were able to continue to worship in their own synagogue and do their thing as long as they abided by the Roman Roman rule of the day. So there could there were all of these crazy, diverse, culturally specific, contextually specific uh, uh, cities throughout the Roman Empire, and the Church of Jesus Christ is popping up inside of all of these places. Mm-hmm. And the following of Jesus, you know, early called the Way. Eventually, they were called Christians, but but they're all beginning to become this crazy diverse group of people who mm. are all being built up and knit together and being unified yeah. across a bunch of lines that should completely never come together. Yeah, but. All of those lines are being blurred because we are all built up into the body of Christ in community. 
Well, bringing reining in our conversation a little bit here, back to the message you yeah. you pointed out the uh, recalled what we heard last week from Pastor Rick about the different backgrounds that people in mm. the early church all came from and the the incredible differences that they had. Uh, but you also took it a step further to just kind of shine a light on Autumn Ridge, too, yeah. and the American church, and, and our church in particular, and uh, that we're a church filled with people from incredibly different backgrounds. Absolutely. Um, what would you say pastorally hmm. to someone who is feeling a little bit of friction hmm. with other people, um, either in our church or in our community or just kind of in the American church mm-hmm. at, at whole, in helping us kind of walk through when we feel like we're just, we've got different ideologies hmm. than other people? Um, I, I honestly, I, I, I personally believe it begins and ends with us being good listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it begins and ends with us asking asking questions that we are seeking, we're just, we're seeking to listen, even if we're not, even if it's, if it's a hard thing to say, you know, we're seeking to understand, like, this is also where we, where I think we, we've, we've messed up our, our definition of the, of the, of, of what the word understand means is that when we, sometimes we say seek to understand and that we think that means that we have to seek to agree with what they're saying. But understanding does not mean that you're agreeing. Understanding just means that you're, you, you're taking, you've taken it in and you can see what they're saying and you understand where they're coming from. But that doesn't mean that you have to agree with what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is, it is the listening. It's the questions that are seeking to listen, the questions that are seeking to understand, not asking questions to try to catch people all the time, or I mean, if we start doing that, then we're really no better than the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the day, where they were just seeking to trap Jesus all the time with all of their questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 seeking to say, hey, you know, I, even even being vulnerable. So if we're not, if unity is not defined by ignoring hard conversations, then it's it's recognizing who someone is, who we know. You know what? This may be a hard conversation because of because of where I believe they're coming from, whether whether it's politically, or or socially, or in in their background, or in the the, the work that they do on a daily basis, and maybe for whatever reason we don't understand why they why they choose to be in the job that they're in because we feel like it is detrimental to mm-hmm. society for whatever reason is like help me understand. Help me know from your perspective, what is it that you see? How is it that you see God working in what you're doing? How, how, how do you see God pushing you and challenging you in the things that you're doing? I'm, I'm trying to understand because I'm struggling to see it, but, but there's got to be something here that God is, God is wanting to teach me. Like it's, it, it actually, I think, comes back to all of the other things that Paul talks about. Be humble. <laughs> be patient. Yeah. Uh, bear with one another in love yeah. um, as as as. Pastor Rick said last week, like bearing with one another is putting up with each other. Um, I also think it's okay that it in some of those times, like don't ignore the hard conversations. So seek out the ones that you know you can engage with that won't hurt your own pursuit of Jesus, and then be okay. Be okay with some conversations that you, with, with with some conversations where you're like, you know what, I I've already actually talked to this person one time, and we're not on the same page. And I'm still worshiping two rows away from them every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it's okay for us to not be in friendship. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible doesn't call us to be to to be to like every Christian. 
or like every believer. It doesn't call us to be best friends with every believer. Mm-hmm. It calls us to just be unified in the spirit and pursue yeah. unity in the faith. Or even um, to love them. You can love someone without necessarily liking them. <laughs> absolutely. I think there's also an incredible glory when someone is able to say, we're going to prioritize Jesus above everything else, and I'm going to lay down some of my own thoughts, my own opinions, in order to just stand shoulder to shoulder with my Christian brothers and sisters and prioritize Jesus, you know, the, the everyone looking not only to your own interests, but also to the interests, interests of, of others. others. Yeah. And so it is, it, 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 this is why there's no, there's no neat and tidy answer to, so what do we do when we mm. have the disagreement that we just can't get over? Mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 I think it is, it, it is, it has to be in our own, in our own pursuit of discipleship with Jesus. What does this look like? And, and sometimes it's, I think, uh, I mean, I, again, it's no neat and tidy answer. So I'll, I'll give this example without going into the details, but I, I, I spoke with someone this weekend after the message who said, thank you so much for this message. This was great, super challenging and convicting for me, but I have this sharp disagreement with Autumn Ridge. Hmm. I have this sharp disagreement and I don't understand. I, I don't understand why, why, why this won't be, why, why this can't be a thing here. But I've been here for 10 years, and I'm going to continue to be here, and I'm going to continue to lean into the sharp disagreement, because I, I also believe that this is where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, and, and we are united in the faith, and we are united in the spirit. So this individual's example of, look, we're not, I don't agree on everything, but I, I, know this is, I know this is not only where I'm called, where God's called me as an individual to worship, but, but I believe this is, this is the local expression that God's called me to be a part of, mm. and I'm going to be in this one. Um, and I think it also looks that way with folks who say, hey, there's so much of a sharp disagreement. I need to be physically in a different place. But we don't break the the fellowship and the community of, of brotherhood and sisterhood with them. We continue to reach out to them. We continue to say, hey, I'm... I'm, I'm, I hope you guys have have uh, have been able to, to to find a home in your new place. How's it going? We're praying for you. Is there anything we can do to help? Anything I could be praying for for you all? I would love to get together and get coffee and just find out how life is going. Mm-hmm. And and we just we don't have to continue to dive in to try to smooth things over. It kind of goes back to that. We don't ignore the hard conversation. So we don't we don't we don't have to try to smooth everything over. But we also don't have to ignore the fact that there has been some kind of a separation. We want to continue to be in connection with each other. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if if Paul and Barnabas actually had personal communication with each other at some point after their sharp disagreement. Yeah, I hope they did. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and regardless of that, they are worshiping together uh, uh, with uh, in heaven, uh, side by side, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Uh, at this moment. <laughs> well, in their story, as you pointed out later, we see Paul reaching out for Mark, uh, the person that they were in disagreement over, yeah. and uh, that Paul was expressing great value for, for Mark and, and what Mark meant to him. So I think there is, there's a lot of hope in that. And, yeah. and I think there can be a lot of hope in any sharp disagreements that, that we have too, especially as we are saying, but we're still going to remain united in following Jesus and in trying to honor Jesus and to try to live, as Paul calls us to, to live a life worthy of the calling we've received in the way yeah. that we're going to be humble and gentle yep. and patient.
patient and bearing with one another in love and trying to remain united. Mm-hmm. And, and this weekend, we're going to hear about doing that all through the spirit, the bond of peace. Yeah. Um, that uh, that 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 can bring resolution mm-hmm. to a lot of disagreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if we still disagree, it doesn't have to be a, a painful kind of separation or death, like you were saying. That's there. right. It, 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 it leans into sin and it becomes sin when we begin to look at somebody else that we've had a disagreement with, who we have believed to be a brother or sister in Christ, who we've had fellowship with, and then we break that. We break that relationship over whatever the sharp disagreement is. It goes into sin when we go, you know what? They don't love Jesus as much as I do. Mm-hmm. That's, when, that's when we get into dangerous territory and... and uh, we need to begin to look within ourselves yeah. <laughs> first. When we're no um, longer bearing with people. That's right. Mm-hmm. No longer we're not, bearing. We're mm-hmm. not putting and up we're with not, them anymore. We're not seeking unity in the spirit or unity in the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any uh, any final thoughts for us on encouraging us into being united in our in our day to day? We've got uh, some meetings today, Caleb. Are you gonna Are you gonna <laughs> practice what you preach? I'm gonna bring some possible sharp disagreements. Into our, <laughs> no, I'm not. That's not gonna, that's not on the docket. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I, the last, I mean, the last thing I would say uh, in, on the topic of unity is just, it, 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 I do, I do really believe that there are, that there are actually a number of topics. I, I think we try to make a lot of topics out of scripture. We try to come up with neat and tidy definitions and neat and tidy lists to define them. Um, and I think it's okay to lean into kind of some of the ambiguity of not knowing at times, what this completely looks like on this side of heaven. We, we can know what it looks like to pursue it well. We can know how it looks like to, to in health, seek out unity. Um, we can know what it looks like in health to have disagreement. Um, but, but there is so much about it where it is the Holy Spirit working through us and in us, um, and trusting the Holy Spirit is working through and in uh, the person or the persons who we're having the disagreement with and, um, and, and knowing that God is, God is writing his story, not only for us as a community, mm-hmm. but he's writing a story for us individually through our lives. And, and we are all, I think we all, I think we all just need to lean more into trusting that trusting God's work through our lives, through the way that we, that we're pursuing yeah. our discipleship and saying, you know what, on the other end of this, I'm not the judge. <laughs> so I'm going to do what I'm going to do my part. I'm going to try to pursue this in the best way possible. And I'm going to let God do the work that he's doing that I have no idea about. I love that. I love that because then even that's a, a form of encouragement to us when we see God doing that in our lives. And we we have this ability to maintain unity with someone that we think in my own personality, I don't think I could do this. So if it's happening right now, I know that has to be from God, not mm. from myself. That can be a great encouragement to us and, and to all of us as a community and to all of us as believers. Yeah. Thanks for coming in today, Caleb. Absolutely. Glad to. Glad to always fill in when Rick's out of town. <laughs>